I just want to apologize on air. I literally, we've been like, I got up this morning. Last night I was like, all right, you're going to get up. You got time to do some Frasier before we uh, start the podcast. And I got up and just immediately just started doing chores with Tara. She made pancakes and we were like, okay, now we'll do this. And we even talked about you. Like at no point did my brain go, I should go do, watch some episodes. And then just all of a sudden I'm, I don't know why I've never had something just float in my head apropos of nothing. Usually I can like backtrack the Mm -hmm. thought and like, it was just, I was just sitting there in bed. got it. I had gotten out of the shower after like, you know, did some stuff outside, uh, did some, was sweating. So I was like, Oh, I'll go take a shower. And then I'm laying down. And then all of a sudden it's just like uh, the craniacs, you know, I feel like, and longtime listeners who probably pay more attention to the episodes sometimes than we do will confirm. I feel like this happened once early on where like, it was a similar thing, but like we were going to record earlier. Remember, we used to record on like Saturday or Sunday mornings, and we were like mm-hmm. going to record. When I lived in DC, we were going to record on like a Saturday morning, and you hadn't watched the episodes, and you like your alarm went off, or you woke up of your own accord, and just the first thing you did was like, Laurel! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, um, like uh, Kevin McAllister's parents mm-hmm. on, the, on the plane. <laughs> The, the, um, um, speaking, speaking of that, small segue, you know, Catherine O'Hara plays his mom and she is also Moira Rose in Schitt's Creek. And I didn't know this happens apparently every year, but apparently the Schitt's I Creek. I posted this, yeah. The Schitt's Creek Instagram profile has been posting like the, the tweets and comments from people who are just now realizing that Catherine O'Hara plays Kevin's mom and are like losing their minds over it. And they're like, it's that time of year. I know. I posted it and all these people were posting like, wait till they check out Beetlejuice mm-hmm. like, and things like that. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, speaking of you moving from DC, how like, I just remembering that we've done one, you know, I, I think we never really planned on doing, moving this to an in-person podcast, but we did one session together and then that was it. Like, you know, I've been really thinking about how long this pandemic has been going yes. and stuff like that. Like I, I, you know, this is Frasier related. I restarted therapy recently and we she was talking about socialization and asking me about that. And I was like, you know, it's weird because I feel like I see people more often than I typically do because we connect with people who live far away with us Mm -hmm. via zoom or to play Jackbox or whatever more often than we did previously. But I haven't seen, I've seen one of my friends in person since this thing started, like other than a couple coworkers to go pick up something from work and drive through window people. I've seen Blake, because he got a dog and we decided to kind of introduce our dogs together. And that yeah. was it. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's funny, the one episode that we recorded, I didn't even live in Austin yet. I was just in town. Yeah. I was yeah, staying yeah, yeah. with y'all when I had my first job interview. Um, It's funny because people will say, oh, do you miss your friends in DC? And in some ways, this is where the pandemic and its timing is like a blessing because it kicked in six months after I left DC. And so basically all of my friends weren't seeing each other in person anyway, they were all doing zoom. So we all like, I was just folded into all of those zooms. And so in some ways it's like, yeah, I keep in pretty close touch with people anyway, because of that's how everybody is keeping in touch right now. There was, it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously different and it feels different, but there are also memories I'm making that feel like I've seen people Mm -hmm. who live across the country Mm -hmm. more recently than I I would have normally. There was an article, I forgot, it was was a good article about the, how teleconferencing has been around, the the technology has been around for a very long time Mm -hmm. and it took this pandemic to make it commonplace. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it got kicked around on a, uh amusement park group i'm in because they talk a lot about spaceship earth do you remember the the, the one that's in the big ball yes, yes. in epcot oh man the one that, all... like, they never need to update because it's such a joy being so outdated <laughs> it's so funny because they do update they're actually doing a really big update of mm. it because they're changing the narrative of it i should it's, say i it... last went on it in 2008 so like i am outdated in terms of my right so you were probably getting like where it was like in the future mm-hmm. you will talk to someone in different rooms than you like, and, like yes. things like that um but they're, they're updating it now to be about storytelling and not just communication mm. So I think there's that's probably a good way for them to get IP in there because I think Epcot's getting a lot of IP put in it to make it a little more. I don't know. I always loved Epcot as this weird like time capsule to like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, yeah. Well, Epcot has um, they have a great ride called Soren, 
But I, I just love the, the I love the option to drink around the world at Epcot, which you don't actually want to mm-hmm. do because their drinks are super sweet and very expensive. But I yes. just I, I love the the little you know I love visiting all the different countries. Um, but speaking of how teleconferencing has been around forever, I remember we had a client at the last last time I had an agency job in DC. This was like 2014. We had a client that only did video calls. They did not like like just phone conference calls. They were like, well, at least they wanted like our team meetings to be video calls. And they were like, mm-hmm. do you have the technology for that? And we had one conference room that had it. It was the most glitchy, like our IT guy had to like be in there the whole time because like it was just like things were crazy. And now I'm just like, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I think I like it better than phone calls at this point. The problem with phone calls I have is sometimes I get I, I get a lot of like interaction between like visual cues and like movement and things mm-hmm. like that, both projecting what I'm trying to communicate and receiving input from other people. Mm-hmm. And so I have so many things where my dad will tell a joke on the phone and I smile because I enjoy mm-hmm. it. And he's like, oh, and he starts getting defensive. I'm like, no, no, it's funny. But like, I have to remember to tell him like, that is funny, father. You have, you yes. have pleased me. <laughs> yes. I'm my, my humor bone has been tickled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting. And I as, mean, as it's they like say on Frasier. Are you yanking my giggle chain? <laughs> what is, which one's that from? There were some good I, lines. I, in these I, next I can't two. even, I can't even tell you what episode that's from. I was going to say we well, may not have even gotten to it yet, but I'm pretty sure we have. No, no, no. It's familiar. We definitely have. Um, let's jump in because I, I'm spoiler alert. I really like this first one. Um, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's so, go into uh, it. So we are kicking off season seven. We are. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. And as Laurel said, we are in season seven of uh, Frasier. I was starting to think and I was going to... This was an idea I had. I didn't get around to it. I'd like to start looking at what are some other uh, sitcoms that stopped at season seven, mm. like something to think about. Because we were watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion, which is definitely worth a watch on HBO Max. Oh, and I didn't they know stopped that after even six. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, check it out. Okay. It's. I, I don't want to tell you anything that happened in it because it's 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 seeing these reunions. I think we talked about it last time with the uh, Fraser reunion. It is heartwarming and it's nice to see it but they like actually got together and had a reunion oh interesting okay so um but this first one and i don't have the thing up so hold on first one's called mama mia uh fraser starts dating mia preston oh mama mia i get it fraser starts dating mia preston a children's book author everyone except him realized she is a spitting image of his and niles's mother hester first off no she isn't because Hester, as we've said before, by played by completely different. Like, and, and when I was explaining the plot to Tara as I like ran down to get a soda, uh, she was like, no, she's not. No, she's not. Like, she's very, you know, the, the cheers purist. Yes. Yes. Um, but played played by Rita Wilson, which I was like, what a big get for Frasier. Yeah. Especially like in 90 when was this when did this one come out this is are we in the 2000s no yet? this would have been fall of 99 yes september 23rd mm-hmm. of 99 so that's a big get back then so she'd been married to tom hanks about 10 years mm-hmm. um, she'd been in that thing you do she'd been in sleepless in seattle yeah she mm. i love me some Rita oh, Wilson. Same. she's same she's gorgeous she's funny i think she did a really good job in this role I really like this episode for a few reasons. It was I wrote down like, oh, we're we're kicking off to a good start of this season because I thought it was a solid episode with like the the Crane Boys getting together, which you know is something I always yes. enjoy, and it was funny. Like I laughed out loud quite a few times. Um, it was a little bit awkward at the beginning, but we got past that. But the big thing about this was I liked that it was all circled around a psychology joke. Mm, okay. Like the the, mm-hmm. the Oedipal complex, yeah, the Oedipal complex, and that they explain. It. I and it's funny. It makes me wonder if this is where I learned about the Oedipal complex because I know by the time I read Oedipus, I was like, know all about this. <laughs> I uh, I we read Oedipus, so like okay, so you're younger than me, so I'm probably learning about it in high school before this point because I remember there's an Oedipus joke in Hercules, mm-hmm. uh, Disney's Hercules, yes, where like. Meg and Hercules come back from a play and they're like, huh, that Oedipus. I thought my family had problems. And 
my girlfriend at the time was not in the same history class as I was, and I don't think anyone else in that theater was in the same history class as I was because all I just remember very distinctly being like, ha! Like in the theater yes. by myself and no one else <laughs> no one else laughed at all. Yeah. But I um I actually would got extra credit in my senior English class if we watched movies like Hercules that made like references to mythology and stuff and, and then mm. if you like wrote wrote out what they were and like what the reference was and how oh, it made sense and stuff. I would have made an A plus plus. I love Greek mythology and, and all that dorky stuff. Mm-hmm. I love Clash of the Titans, like the OG ones with the claymation. Oh, oh monsters. my. Yeah, I've never never stuff. watched that. You would you would really like my senior English teacher then because she was basically like mythology is everywhere, like there's allusions to it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we watched like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for extra credit and wrote down like yeah, all yeah, of yeah. the, you know, mythology in there. And so yeah, it was a good time for those, you know, who are not familiar with the with Oedipus and the story of Oedipus. It is basically what mm-hmm. Niall says, which is um, he kills his father and marries his mother. But in the story of Oedipus, he doesn't know that it's his father. He was like sent away yes. as a very young age. And he decides to, I think, go back to his hometown to kind of just like see if he can find out anything about his family. Along the way, runs into his father, doesn't know it's his father, gets into a skirmish with his father and his father's men, kills them, and then arrives in the town and his and his mother is like the queen who now doesn't have a king. So he becomes the king and marries her and they have kids. Mm-hmm. And then. And he plucks out and, his yeah, own and then eyes. When he, then he realizes that. He, I thought he just gouged them out. Like I thought he just like Maybe stabbed them with them. pins. But I just remember being like, it, man. It probably depends. It, you might have been reading it at a later stage in high school than I was. And that might be why. Like they were like. And then he just blinded himself. How? Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I kind of distinctly remember that it was like, because the pins factor into it. It's like the pins were from his mother's hair or something. It was like the hair pins that she was keeping mm. in her hair or something. Because she, she kills herself when she realizes what happens. What yes. happens. So, but, but when going from like the Oedipus part of this is they explain it fully. I love that Frazier blinds himself. <laughs> like there's that joke trying to get... You know, he sprays the stuff wrong. I thought I thought he was purposefully spraying mm. it in his eyes for a moment. And I was like, why is he doing it? And then I got the joke of it. Um, I, I So Rita Wilson's wonderful in this, but she actually plays two parts, which mm-hmm. it took me a sec to realize. Because um, the, the B story is, or whatever, I'm not sure it's exactly the B story, but it's Martin's birthday. And this, by the way, is, if Tara's listening, I would, like, we go someplace typically for my birthday. Um... I love old cabins and we try to go for that. I don't even know why I'm saying we should tell we Tara should listen. Cause we've done this the last two years. What, yeah. what is it that she needs to listen to? <laughs> I know like she's, she's got it and she's nailed it. Um, but, uh, I, it's, it's wonderful. I love that idea, but they take them there and they also, they take, and they take them to the cabin that they used to go to as children. Right. Uh, and they find, they get old films of them at the cabin and they convert them to VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so when they're watching it, it's the two Crane boys and then their mother, who is also played by uh, Rita Wilson. And and I think Tara, a few minutes ago when I was walking, she goes, why did you yell, oh, my God? Because apparently I yelled, oh, my God, watching this first one up here. And uh, I think that might have been it when I went, oh, I like they got the same. I thought they were going to get like another actress mm-hmm. that looks kind of like her. Oh, so as I didn't remember this episode very clearly, but I did remember once we got to it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. And like Rita Wilson plays the mom in the home movies. Um, I, also, I, I also think she does a good job of like, there's some uncomfortable like inf- inf- infantilizing sexuality here. Yes. But I think it's played well because... You're supposed to feel uncomfortable. It's when Fraser's like, ah, like, like doing that face. Mm-hmm. Like when it would, and I love the sh- when Niles like drops the log on his hand, and she's like, oh, let's go get that thing here. And he's like, okay, yeah. And then they're at dinner, and his dad kind of yells at him. She goes, your father's right. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I, I really like this episode. I don't know that it's a vie, but this. This is a Ryan's top episode. I really liked wow. it. It's a top ten. I think. Um, yeah. I, uh, so here's, this is one thing that really just like grinded my gears. I understand they had to do it for like the setup of the episode, but it's Martin's birthday weekend. He's never even met Mia and Frazier's oh, like, yeah, yeah. bring him a new girlfriend along. Like Niles meets her the day before. I was like, first of all, if I was the new girlfriend, I think I might be like, you know what? This just needs to be a weekend with you and your brothers or brother and dad. And like, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, but Frazier's done dumb 
junk like this before, yeah. so that's probably why it kind of went like like this just felt very Frasier. Yes, it's true. Um, so I was not nearly as big a fan of this episode as you were. Um, and I can't really. First of all, I guess maybe I thought that it all felt a little contrived, which I know is like, Laurel, this is a sitcom from the 90s. Everything was contrived. Um, but for some reason, it also felt like just something they'd done before. I feel like they talked so much about their mom and Hester. like, yeah, and just they talked so much about her. They talked about like the, the impact she had on their life. And this almost, I don't know, it almost just felt like too simple of a of a construct for them, but that doesn't mean I didn't mm. enjoy all the little beats along the way, but it's like, if I took a step back and looked at the episode as a whole, I was kind of like, uh, but I enjoyed like, you know, Frasier realizing it. And I, I enjoyed Niles needling Frasier at dinner by being like, by comparing, you know, me to mother goose and like saying like, mom's the yes. word. I enjoyed like all of those things. So, but yeah, this is, this is not a banner episode for me. Um, I I also think it had to do with a lot of like uh very attractive brunettes right in my wheelhouse in one episode mm-hmm. like even Jesse like all of his dates they all looked exactly like like we never go back and point out the fact that a all the women he was he was like supposed to date or got mixed up dating at Cafe Nervosa all looked like Hester mm-hmm. Or looked like Rita Wilson. And then he makes a comment where, where they go, have you noticed she looks like somebody? He goes, yes, yeah, she looks just like Roz. And I'm like, oh, let's dive into that a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's true. Also, um, well, I guess I'll go ahead and say it now, but Perry Gilpin looking fantastic in these two episodes. Oh, they have, I have. They, they've like done some, they've like updated her wardrobe a bit. And she's just wearing really flattering, oh. like. Let's, we've got a whole, I've got a whole thing. Let's talk about Roz's top in the next episode when she's hiding in Cafe Nervosa from Daphne. Okay. And she, her shoulders are out and it's yeah. just a little low cut, nothing too much. Yeah. But it, I, I was a that was, that's a prime Ryan shirt it, because it, when Tara wears something with her shoulders mm-hmm. out, I'm like, why don't you wear your shoulders out more? Get your shoulders out. <laughs> she's got good shoulders. Um, It's. It's also very appropriate. Like, it's appropriate for her age. It's appropriate for the fact mm-hmm. that she's a mom. But it's still got a little bit of sex appeal in just a very appropriate way. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, if, you know, she had, like, a chat with costume or they just, like, took a look at everybody's wardrobes and were like, okay, what do we need to do for changes for the new season or whatever? But I was like, whoever is dressing Perry Gilpin is doing a great job because she just looks, like, fantastic. Her hair looked great. I was just like, uh. Mm -hmm. I mean, I follow her on Instagram now, so I feel very close to her. Um, But I just, I'm like, my good friend Perry, just looking great. Tara watched, uh, maybe she just looked at the picture, but she was watching a little bit of the reunion uh, video, and she was like, they both look great. Yeah. <laughs> like her and, and Jane leaves. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, but so, but one thing that I thought was really awkward at the beginning, and I know it's like supposed to be awkward with all these women coming up to Frasier, but when mm-hmm. the woman that he's actually supposed to meet, Jessica comes up and he's like, well, yes, we did have plans, but I've actually just started. I've just met this woman. And I'm like, you have had, she, Rita Wilson has said three words. She could be about to say, I'm married or like, yeah. or I'm not interested or just or whatever. No. <laughs> He's like, yes, woman, I had, I already had pre, um, you know, pre-existing plans with, uh, I'm going to say no yeah. to you now for this woman who has not shown any interest in me. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit and like, because I, I'm fascinated in this method and any, any thoughts I have of like, would this work in a date or not is purely academic at this point in my life. But it's also like, there was some of that that was that was intriguing to me because there was a confidence of like, hello, like if if all the women coming up to him and the goofy like farcical stuff hadn't happened, he'd just been like, look, I I just saw you, I know you're with someone, like, and if she'd been like, yeah, I'm with him, and to be like, you have a nice day, and yeah. walked away, like he approached it from a very like, he got a little stalkerish when he knew so much about her mm-hmm. because of the kids, which was still kind of cute until he like. Until the very end, and she flat out was like, "Now you're creeping me out." Yeah, I actually wrote down. Um, I would say I would have said the same thing. I was like, "Am, am, am yeah. I, am I, Mia Preston in this?" <laughs> I would have been like, "Oh, this is fine. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice." Okay, now I'm weirded out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did like these. Like, I've read all your books, and she's like, "Really?" And he's like, "Oh, I have a kid." Like, he was upfront about having a kid. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was. There were parts of that interaction that I was like, "Oh, this is, this is, this is working for me." I, I believe this. The stuff where the other women kept coming up, it did. F- it felt ridiculous, but like 
Rita felt smart. Like, I feel like a dumb sitcom character would have been like, how dare you? Like, I felt like she saw what was happening in a a weird way. Like, maybe my, my only thought would be like, this guy's life is just chaotic. Not necessarily like. This guy's a playboy or whatever. I, I, I enjoyed know. when he was like, I don't you really think I'm some sort of smooth operator? And she was like, oh, quite the opposite. No, not <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked her a lot. I, You know, they ramped up the, like, maternal part of her, which kind of made her um, a little bit of a goof by the end. Like, I don't see her being a multi episode character but i think she was i really liked her for the one the one episode she was in yeah i mean i again i'm i, I did not recall that she was in a fraser episode ever and i was just like oh, rita wilson also gl- yeah exactly th- thank you to her and tom hanks for donating you know antibodies and their plasma after they mm-hmm, recovered mm-hmm. from covid so um i mean just national treasures i, say, I realize i say a lot of people are national treasures it's more that national treasures come up a lot in our conversations <laughs> christine baranski <laughs> um, rita wilson and tom hanks <laughs> I, you know, I, you've rarely mentioned someone as a national treasure that I've disagreed with. So, yeah, well, there we go. I, like, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. Uh, check out if you haven't heard the Tom Hanks Conan O'Brien podcast where they talk specifically about his. I have heard. COVID I, ha- oh, I have heard it. Yeah. I, okay. Well, cool. I should say I know that I've heard that episode. I don't remember that part, but it was wasn't it, it was a little while ago, right? Wasn't it like this? <laughs> yeah. This summer, maybe. Maybe there's another one. Sometimes Tara watch, listens to like Mark Marin or Dax Shepard's podcast and just goes, hey, here's someone you should mm-hmm. listen to. And I catch up that way. So it might have been that. But um, I, I also want to say, I, I, I might have said this earlier, but I don't remember. I really appreciate the smash cut between Frasier like seeing her naked and then like, well, you have an idea. <laughs> she's like yeah. packing. Yes. She's leaving <laughs> the cab. It was really good. Yeah. Also, like, if you were Mia Preston... Just what do you think when he's like, I can't see you anymore because you look exactly like my mother. Like, like just that whole thing. You're just like, what? I mean, the first conversation, like she was like, pardon my terminology, but she was ramped up and ready to go. And he was like, you look like my mother. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> like, she, like she was, I think she was, uh, you know that that she she couldn't just throw that car into throw the e brake on that speeding car, <laughs> and I think but I think eventually when he was like I can't see you naked, like I want to kind of know what that conversation was yes. that ended in not only okay but like I'm gonna go like how far away were yeah they? no there's like, yeah there's there's a lot of questions um I. Uh, I also imagine that's got to be like a great story that she tells her friends where it's like, oh, like, let's let's oh, talk about yeah, dating yeah. horror stories. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, first, he invited me to his, to hang out with his brother and his dad in a cabin. Um, f- now that I say it like that, I feels like that could easily be a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if you did it from her perspective and the family turned out to be like... My my wife is dead. We're both divorced. No women are in our lives. Come to our cabin I, I in the mean, woods. That's why I'm saying, not that I would have been like, ah, it's clearly, you know, the setup for a horror movie, but I would just be like, this doesn't sound like a fun weekend for me. Yeah, this feels inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I, well, first of all, like, are they going to, am I, like, going to be there to cook and, like, do other things or, like. Which she does. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I just, I, I don't know, like, this, I, I, I get, I sometimes feel uncomfortable. Like, if I'm, you know, you're having dinner at, like, Oh, like a, like a friend's house with their entire family or something. And they're talking about like stories from youth and like reminiscing about things. And sometimes you feel a little bit like uncomfortable that you're there for that. Cause you're like, this is clearly mm-hmm. like, I'm clearly not a part of this. This is a very big, I mean, it's, it's a, she's a fourth wheel, yes. but it's a very, like, it's a third wheel situation. Yeah. It's a family. It's people who have a background and yeah. she's just and people, like, and, and you're stuck. And going from <laughs> never having met them to spending an entire weekend with them for the dad's birthday. Like I just, mm-hmm. the, yeah, that whole, that whole thing was. Martin, Martin really played the, uh, like when she, he, they meet and he's like stunned. Yeah. He played that really well. Yeah. He, There's some good acting in this, I thought. Well, and I, even I, when she I, first I, walks in, because I, I remembered the construct, you know, um, when, when she first walks into Fraser's apartment um, and Daphne greets her, David Hyperce is, is in the background, um, the, but the focus yes, is on Daphne. Yes. Even he just has this like aghast, shocked look on his face. Very slight, yeah. but it's still, it's it's there. So um, are, are you ready to rate? Because rate, I, 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 Oh, I was going to say, you know, it's our going back to them, everyone having a theater background mm-hmm. where it's like, they don't think about what the camera's yeah, looking at. They think about, they could be yes, picked up at any they're time. They're on stage. So you always have to be, you know, just mm-hmm. um, on stage. Uh, 
the the last thing I want to talk about real quick is just the very end where I you know she leaves and they kind of talk about how they miss Hester and then they all just there's a nice quiet moment you know without being too sad because we've had ones where we turn like hilarity into like what's the poignant meaning of yes. this episode I think this one didn't quite do that it just had a nice quiet moment of yes uh, and i'm watching the video i also feel like we've had a few seasons without a lot of references to their mother and especially to martin yeah. talking so wistfully about her uh and martin's mm-hmm. been dating like he's gone through you know he's dated sherry he had his like on and off thing with bonnie he dated that woman that you know frazier asked out and it turns out she wanted to go out with martin um and so it's kind mm, of like right, right, right. you know like he's you maybe think he's kind of you know like obviously not forgotten her but moved on and everything but it's nice to see that like them coming together and you realize how yeah. important she was in their lives, obviously, but I also thought the two kids playing Martin or Niles and Frazier when they're young were cute. Mm-hmm. And I did like the 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 clothes where they're playing psychiatrists. Yes. yes. So um I are we ready to rate uh, I am ready to rate this, yeah. I, I'm gonna rate it eight suitcases full of bug repellents. <laughs> also I so sympathize with Niles because I, I am a mos- like I, I am a mosquito's idea of a party. Mosquitoes yeah, mosquitoes are not something that's like, oh, don't worry about mosquitoes. No, you should worry about mosquitoes. Now, he ends up having a ridiculous phobia about bugs. Yes. But mosquitoes, like, I guess West Nile and all that didn't exist back Well, but then, also, so. like, for me, like, I have sat on a patio at a restaurant. And from when I sat down to when I placed my drink order, got 35 mosquito bites below my knees. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, like, I don't f- with mosquitoes. So, <laughs> I'm like, I just, like, no, I would coat myself in repellent and everything. So, I'm like, yeah, like, mosquitoes can ruin your time. I had to go to the doctor once which is how i learned i'm allergic to mosquitoes i didn't know you could be allergic or more allergic it's, or yeah so I, 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 I guess like everybody is has some slight allergy if you get a mosquito bite and it itches and everything because that's like a histamine reaction but i yes. get my, my the bites i get and this has happened for gosh like 15 or 20 years the bites i get usually swell up almost immediately so they just look they're aye, real aye. prominent um and so if you get a bunch in a small area that extremity <laughs> will swell up so that's how i ended up like not being able to wear shoes. <laughs> Tara, Tara and I, we have a joke where real early in our relationship, we did something where we went outside and we all got, we both got completely bit up. And I was like, Hey, I like, I can't remember if I called her or I wrote her a text her or whatever, but it was like, Hey darling, if you're not doing anything tonight, maybe I can come over and bring some, what is that pink stuff oh, called? Calamine lotion. Bring some calamine lotion. We can rub it on each other's itchy spots. And she was like, ooh. <laughs> so now every time like one of us gets bit, it's like, hey, you want me to go get the pink <laughs> lotion? <laughs> that reminds me of Friends when Phoebe and her boyfriend both have um, chicken pox. Yes. <laughs> and they're like rubbing yes, up against they're, each other. <laughs> they're just like, I want to scratch you so much. <laughs> um, okay, I give... Uh, I don't think you gave your no, rating. Yeah, oh, okay, I'm, I'm about to. Um, I give this um, six pairs of trousers that Mia and Fraser go to purchase. Um, oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. She's okay, like, handsome, okay, handsome, man, let's, let's get you some pants. Some pants. <laughs> uh, uh, we don't have any mail, so we can go on to the next okay, one. Okay, the next one is season seven, episode two, Father of the Bride. Daphne complains about her mother's pushiness in planning her wedding. Frazier makes a Freudian slip that leads her to think that he and Martin are offering to pay for her wedding, which she joyfully accepts. First um, of all, I don't think it was it a was Freudian not, slip. That, that is actually a rather egregious mistake for a synopsis of a show about a psychiatrist to make. It was not a Freudian yeah, slip. <laughs> he hiccups. I don't know how. I, yeah, which is uh, that whole setup. Sometimes I can see where this the 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 kind of crazy Frazier mm-hmm. setup is going, but that one turned out. I like. I didn't see it coming at all. Like I just, I knew something was going to happen with the hiccup, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, I, in my mind, I thought the whole thing was going to be how he couldn't stop hiccuping. But because you've ever seen one of my favorite Simpsons jokes is like it's a throwaway joke, but it's like next on the news, the man who's been hiccuping for three years, and it cuts to him. He's like, kill me, kill me, kill me. <laughs> um, I mean, true, true story on Grey's Anatomy because no one is allowed to stay alive on that show. Like Meredith's stepmom comes in, who she's just gotten close to, comes in with hiccups, and of course is dead by the end of the episode. So, like, she has chronic hip- hiccups for like two or three days. Speaking of TV shows that have lasted forever, I saw, I guess, McDreamy showed up for an episode recently. Yes, I had to go to Leah about this because she still watches Grey's Anatomy is now, and I believe people have said it's seventeenth season, sixteenth or seventeenth season. Yeah. Um, because she still watches it faithfully, and she said that um, 
Meredith had a, like a near death experience. And I was like, another one? Because she's had several. <laughs> um, yes. And so it's, it's possible it was a hallucination. And I'm like, well, obviously, because yeah. Dreamy died on the show. So. Yeah, I, I saw it. It's a spoiler, but I, who cares at this point? Also, speaking of long running shows, Supernatural had its final, finally, its finale the other night. Speaking of, they have a weird, do you know the weird uh, Grey's Anatomy connection with that show? No. So I think, I guess because, so maybe Grey's Zambies is in its, they started around the same Mm -hmm. time. So in, on that show, there's a show on TV called Dr. McSexy MD and it's like making fun of Grey's Anatomy (laughs) and it's always like, let's go to the linen closet and stuff like that. This makes sense. I saw Joe post about watching the Supernatural finale and I was, I guess I thought he was just now watching it from May, but that makes sense. They couldn't probably, they hadn't probably filmed it in May. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that show's like the longest show the WB's ever had. Uh, or WB. Man, 15, the CW. WB. <laughs> I don't even think it was ever on the WB. Yeah, it may not have been. I don't remember when that transition happened, but... Um, it was it was during Veronica Mars. Yes, because Veronica Mars used to be on UPN, didn't it? Yeah, so it was on UPN, and then it got moved to CW because there's a point where someone kills somebody whose initials are CW or something, and someone calls the hitman and goes... CW goes, it's a done deal. And it was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh man. I, I never watched Veronica Mars, but um I have something non-Fraser I want to bring up real quick. I know you don't have commercials on your Hulu. Mm-hmm. Do you do you, do you have no commercials at all? Like do you never see a commercial? Um I, I mean only if I'm like at my parents or actually when I was watching all of the election coverage, I did see commercials because I watched them on the NBC app and that had commercials and like the CNN app. So there's a new commercial showing up on Hulu for Die Hard Batteries, mm-hmm. which is meant to look like a trailer for a new Die Hard movie because Bruce Willis is in this commercial. Okay. And it's like his – and it starts off, it just feels like like I'm like, oh, this is some movie I haven't heard of. And it's like his car breaks down in the middle of the street and then like – People start attacking him and he gets thrown through like a an, an AutoZone window. And she's like, hi, welcome to AutoZone. But like it goes really goofy real quick. And I'm like, this movie looks terrible. That's the worst acting I've ever seen. And then he's like, give me a diehard battery. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I, I, So like me telling you it's a diehard battery commercial kind of ruins as you're watching it. You're going like, what is this? And then it's like. He yelled like his he Theo I think is in it the the limo driver like drives away with him he goes yippee kaye and he's like hey that's my line and I'm like what did I just watch like because it looks very well produced so there's a lot of money going into this commercial like there's like a plane that explodes it's ridiculous I mean it might be um just Bruce Willis has reached that point where he's decided to really monetize being I in guess. Die Hard. Um, I guess I just I'm here to bring you guys the crazy commercials um, that I'm seeing on this Hulu. So anyway, so, so. And anyway, but but the main crux of the episode of Fraser paying for Daphne's wedding is not how the episode starts. The episode starts with two I think super interesting B and C plots of a mm-hmm. Roz doing everything she can to not to not be alone with Daphne, so Daphne can ask her to be a bridesmaid because Roz hates wearing the ugly bridesmaids dresses that people get stuck in. Um, I want to circle back to that. And n- I knew you would <laughs> um, been around that bridesmaid track more than once. Um, and secondly, Niles going out with, you know, throwing himself into the dating world, which I was like, good for you, Niles. Good for you. He, and he makes a good point. He's like, Daphne's getting married. I obviously, I, she's not my person. I need to find my person. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, uh, I honestly, I thought this was a show where I was like, every single plot is strong. Like th- these are all good plots well they also moved independently of each other but yet reinforced like came up and met up with them in a good way i think I, that is a good point i didn't think about how well the structure worked because there's a point where he runs into donnie and donnie says something about executive mm-hmm. match and i i in my mind i went oh that's gonna be the thing that uh niles is with because i keyed it on all you know dating services because mm-hmm. that's how i met tara was through an online was through okay executive so match yeah i was no. like oh well, yeah <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, I well, it's also funny because Executive Match is such a it's such a great name because it sounds like you know there, there's a popular one that when I used to travel out for work I always read the In Flight magazine um, and there's always ads for it's just lunch which is like 
the yes, dating service for like busy fun. professionals because they're like busy professional on a plane having trouble meeting someone. Yeah, so I, I, I was like, Executive Match, that is a great name for a dating service that like someone like Niles would sign up for. It's also a great name for an escort, like a high-end mm-hmm. escort service because it feels like it means nothing. But if you just say it with like Executive Match, yes. all of a sudden it means everything. Yes, also like... <laughs> I'm a little surprised that Niles didn't, you know, look further at the contract to see that, like, oh, they had something in there about how he would, they could charge him, like, whatever. Didn't someone, didn't someone hook him up with it? Like, someone set him up with oh, it? Oh, you know, I don't, so, I don't know. I wonder, I, I sort of wonder if I missed a scene in this one, because I don't remember him talking about using a dating service, and suddenly he came in talking about Executive Match. It was at the very beginning, because Fraser was like, oh, they're con artists, and they're going to hook you up with some woman who needs to bathe her grandparents or something like that i was like what i I did really enjoy niles first date with a woman who brought her brought her pet on a date her cat mr waggles and it (laughs) she's a cat lady and by cat lady i mean the cat was on a date (laughs) (laughs) and i and because it was his birthday actually it was his birthday party his surprise birthday party Uh, as somebody who has brought her dog on dates because i live in a very dog-friendly city things are outside like yeah, I'll bring like Leo along. Yeah. Um, yeah, never. Did you, did you never would have brought a cat on a date, and certainly not in 1999. Do you? Did you remember how they met? Um. Yes. At I wrote it down at Nordstrom, reaching for the same cashmere throw, because she said she needed to keep yes. her waggles warm, and he said, "I just thought it was a coy <laughs> euphemism." <laughs> One of my favorite lines from this episode. Also, it was very good. That here in 2020, year of our Lord 2020, I could meet somebody at Nordstrom reaching for the same cashmere throw. I was like, ooh, tell me about these cashmere throws at Nordstrom. By the way, going to Nordstrom's during the pandemic is the most laurel thing you've said this episode. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a thing every episode now. Like last week, it was me saying, I'm just going to I I'm key in on daydreaming it. about the theater. And no, it, we, I keyed in on it a few, like a while ago, and I said it, but I haven't done it in a while. Um, let's circle back to the the bridesmaids' yes, dresses. Yes, um, I've been a bridesmaid four or five times, and uh, have been blessed to never wear a hideous dress. I think that that is mm-hmm. that that's a bit antiquated. Back when when fashion was just terrible in general, like in the eighties, that's where terrible bridesmaids' dress came came from. Right. Um, the thing that you get saddled with the most is a dress that you will just never wear again. Um, I even picked out, um, for the first wedding I was in, she wanted us to wear like dark purple bridesmaids dresses. I found them at Nordstrom, just happened to be shopping with my mom. I was like, these are great. I love it. She picked them. I've never worn that dress again. And I picked it out because you don't, you actually underestimate just how often you need a dress of that level of formality. So the only bridesmaids, actually, I take that back. There are two I have worn. Again, one was both were pick your own dress. Just here's a color, pick your own dress which is the way mm-hmm. to go. Um, and I, one of them, just a dress from J. Crew. I, I wore it to work. I, I wore it to like three other weddings, that dress. Like it's, it was Amy's wedding. It was a powerhouse. Like when I got rid of it, I was like, I have gotten so much of my money's worth out of you. And the other one was just a black cocktail dress that I've also worn a lot. I think, ter- I, I, I want to say it's called an infinity dress, but I don't, is that right? I'm thinking like infinity scarf. I don't know of a dress but that's style not right. called infinity dress. It's a it's a dress where like you could put it on in different ways oh, so it looks yes, different. Yes, yes, yes. I know. What I don't know what those dresses are called. Like kind of convertible dresses. I, kind of, and that's what she did. She only had three bridesmaids. The other two were bridesmen. Mm-hmm. So like, and it was like a part of it was, she's like, you can wear this again if you want. It's the color you want. You can all wear it. Like she had th- three bridesmaids who were very different. Like sizes Mm -hmm. shapes like you know whatever so she was like you guys can she consulted with them but it's also like i remember it was like it was like a hundred bucks or something so she was like this is part of the reason i want to do this one because it's cheap Mm -hmm. it's cheaper for you guys to pick up and we were at an age where like that wasn't too big of a purchase i kind of did the similar thing i had everybody it was funny so my idea was i'll only ask people to wear um to buy like a, a vest and pants and that's what they'll wear, you know, with a white shirt underneath. And then we'll buy their ties, and that'll be kind of like part of our gift to them. Did, but it was like, wear, and, and that'll be cheaper. Coats? No, I was the only. Oh, one got coat. it. Okay, I was like, you're missing part of the suit so, here. <laughs> right. So well, so that was part of it. It was it was relaxed. So mm-hmm. that's why we said, you know, just a vest and this and a tie. And everyone was like, oh man, that's great. It'll be more relaxed. It's like, I go, I go. You guys have to buy this. There's no renting, but it's it's like eighty bucks, and you know that's cheaper than renting. 
if we wanted and to like, rent typically. Guys, oh, I mean, like a pair of pants you're going to get use out of. Yeah, they were gray. So, like, you know, I think it was a what color. You know, we talked about it and I would try to make sure it was okay with them. Anyway, point being is they all were like, oh, great, we don't have to wear a jacket. It was so cold in our way. Uh, and, like, everybody was like, and I'm just like, what's everyone complaining about? And they're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's funny. I, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, whenever I get married, I kind of doubt that I would have a wedding party. Um, I don't, as I get older, I was like, I don't like the idea of choosing between friends and like prioritizing friends and being like, you are more important to me than these people. Um, and I also get into a little bit of a, I worry about the quid pro quo where people assume because I was in their wedding that they should be in mine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I just like, you know what? I just, yeah, I've been to actually more weddings in the past probably three or four years that have not had a wedding party at all um, than have had a wedding party, which has been yeah. a, um, a, it's been nice, but especially ones where perhaps I would have been in the wedding. It's not always that much fun to be a bridesmaid. You're so busy. <laughs> I mean, groomsmen have it I, so easy, but like you're so busy <laughs> when you're a bridesmaid and you're, you feel like you're working all the time. Might I suggest because, and part of it is because there's a lot of stuff to do on the bride side is having a maid of honor. Um, what, my cousin did that where they just had a maid of mm -hmm. honor and a best man. And I think having someone to lean on helps. I, I would probably job is have to, like what I would consider like, I, I hate this term, like a bride tribe or a bride squad or something, which is like, <laughs> like, like, like my BFFs that like spits. Bride tribe. I said, I hate, I've never heard I said that. I hated the term. Well, you, we don't run in the same <laughs> Instagram circles. You probably don't get the same ads I do. Um, nope. But you know that the, the friends that are uh, like like my BFFs, where who like if I had bridesmaids, like would probably be my bridesmaids. But I don't want to like they all are like most of them are married now. They have kids. Like the last thing they want to do is be told to buy a dress. Last thing I want to do is pick out a dress for them. Mm -hmm. um, but like, hey, spend the day with me while I get ready. Let's all like get ready together. And like I'm, yeah. I know that they would be the ones to like do a shower and a bachelorette party and stuff. But they'd probably be happy to not be actually have the title of bridesmaid. We, we got, we got, I don't know. We, we got to bring this back somehow. Um, I know. I don't know how. I I will say I really uh, enjoyed the whole bit where um, what was her name? Sabrina. Yes. Wait, 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 Sabrina, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. We've got to, We got to close out the wedding. Oh. Part. And that's the wedding part. So then I enjoyed. <laughs> I I just, I, I enjoyed this storyline because I think when it first start, when I first watched this, obviously I was 13 or 14 and had never been a bridesmaid and was like, it can't be that bad. And while I've never had to wear a horrible dress, I do think being a bridesmaid is like, it's a lot. Me, it's a lot of work. Only when you, well, you've done it five times, I'm sure. Yes. It's either, it's either old hat for you at this point. You're like, all right, you just check off boxes like a Mad Libs well, puzzle. Uh, You're like. I did used to have a, what I called my day of kit that I like kept and brought to so many different weddings. <laughs> a bridesmaid bag. It, it basically, well, you like it's all stuff for the bride though. It's like safety pins, chalk, hairspray, breath mints, like. Chalk? If she gets a smudge on her dress, you can just oh, chalk okay. over it. See? See, this is stuff like, I feel like you're hiding this. You're hot. You're, you're, you're. Hiding your light under a bushel. You should tell people in our, who are listening now are wondering for these great tips. I never had heard that chalk bit. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I, it was never used. We never needed it. But yeah, I always had chalk. My, and like tied, you know, tied, tied pins and. My sister handed out little tiny um, plastic bags of mallow cream pumpkins because A, I love them and B, we got married in October to all my um, uh, groomsmen and they're like if he starts acting weird tell him to take his blood sugar and then if it's low give him this <laughs> like That's, that was that it is she did a little clutch. thing she's like there you go guys that is clutch I know listen me and my sister have had our disagreements in the past but she really came through with the wedding that's that's great um I also didn't I guess I forgot that y'all's wedding anniversary is so close to your birthday mm-hmm I just you gotta space those out get those presents further you know not all your presents at once who do you get presents? I, don't, I mean, we don't get presents from people other than each other. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you and Tara exchange oh. presents, and then I'm sure she gives you a birthday present, and then Christmas is, like, two months later. I'm pretty easy to shop for for my birthday, because so it's, it's you know, like, jangly key things and toys and stuff. I'm like, hooray! So it's probably not much of a, you know, she just spends more time thinking about the anniversary I guess I mean more for you that you get all the presents you're going to get for the year in, like, a two-and-a-half-month span. 
You know, this is a funny thing, and it's it's interesting because my sister, despite being you know about to be in her fifties and me about to be in my forties, um, she's always like, "Well, I'm not going to get you a Christmas present," like as a thing, and I'm like, "I'm an adult. If I want something, I can just buy it." <laughs> like, I this isn't much of an insult to me, so I don't know. I don't really think about presents, but I mean, I like presents as much as the next guy. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I like presents as well, but I, there's also just something nice about getting, you know, I mean, my birthday's in August, so I have a good chunk of time between, um, you know, my birthday and Christmas. So mm. just, just anyway, just putting that out there. I'm always interested in people, you know, um, Kyle, I, Kyle's wife, for example, her birthday is at the end of January and they got married around Valentine's Day. So I'm like, guys, that is Christmas, birthday, anniversary, all in six weeks of each other. That's what I was about. I was about to say, I imagine you speaking to your future potential fiance being like okay well we can't go this time because that's too close to christmas like you're like spreading it out you're like i want to i want a april yeah, wedding for this i was about to say alone. april's a great month to get married <laughs> i get presents every four months <laughs> there you go this one to me i didn't enjoy as much it was good oh, it was a good episode and i think we're doing i love this one you like i probably probably as much as yeah. you like the last one is how much i liked this one i i love daphne Hey, hey, I love Daphne thinking that Fraser's going to pay for her wedding because, yes. I mean, yes, she's family to them and everything, but like that is so over the top. I also love how Fraser basically ends up taking that back by just being himself and not intentionally. Yes, yes. When he tries to make it not work, it doesn't help. But when he's just Fraser, yeah, exactly. I, I will tell you the funniest hands down part of this whole thing that like, Things that are funnier are things that confuse me or like I feel like I got tricked. But the part where Mar- Martin goes, yes, I remember it like it was yesterday and the harp starts playing. Yes. And I had forgotten that there was a harpist in the apartment with them. And I, and then he started looking around like, what the heck is that? Like it took me a minute to figure out what the joke, what was happening. But then I like guffawed. It was so yes. good. I also like that for a beat, he doesn't react. So you think we're about to go into it. Yes, yes. It was, yeah, that that was so, see, I just loved all of the plots of this, like, and how they all just, how they worked together. They they, I, they were, they were singing my song. I also feel like they're kind of loosening what they're allowed to do on the show. Because in the first one, they, you know, they kind of break reality a little bit by having the exact same actress play the two characters. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they kind of, they're not breaking reality, but it's like a little reminder that you're, you're watching a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there is that, like, why is that doing oh, that? It's, yes. It's something I don't know that they necessarily have done those type of jokes. Yes. On the, before this season. And I, I'm a little more cognizant of them because, again, they talk about that a lot on the Fresh Prince reunion about how much they were breaking the fourth wall. Oh, and like, yeah. That, sometimes that, they just go into that. the audience during the show and stuff like um, that. One part I really like, and I totally agree with this, when they're in the kitchen right after Fraser tries the jerky and is about to, you know, start hiccuping and they talk about what they should get Daphne and Donnie. And uh, Martin's like, get it. Let's give them a suitcase or suitcases, you know, good hard <laughs> That's suitcase. Such a Martin answer. And, and then he's like, "Remember your grandfather's? He had the stickers all over him. Biloxi, Topeka. It was a map of the world." <laughs> I remember yeah, but... that. Like I, I, I say that whenever people talk about suitcases and stickers, I'm like, <laughs> "Biloxi, Topeka, a map of the world." <laughs> I, uh, you ever seen a, like an old hard suitcase? <laughs> like I have one from like my great, great grandfather. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I mean, I, like, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've seen them in like Pottery Barn catalogs where they've been like recreated and are like $800 and they sell them as an end table. Yes. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. And that's what we use it for. It's in our guest room, just kind of oh. off to the side. Like it used to sit up on something, but I just, my grandmother's like, do you want it? Like could not have cared less. I'm like, this is an old sard suitcase where it looks like. What you need, lady, is the deluxe <laughs> yeah. uh, Hoover vacuum cleaner. It comes in three, you know, and like that's that what it really looks like. Satisfying like a, clicking sound as it opens. Click, yes. yes. And it's got it's got like flaps so that you could put thing in here and then like click it close mm-hmm. so it doesn't fall out. Mm-hmm. It's a great old suitcase. And I've been trying for a while when I was in DC, it was our bar. We put it up oh, on a something and then flipped it open and then like a bunch of bottles were mm-hmm. in it and the mixing stuff and it worked really well, but like I don't know. I haven't thought about it in a while. Now I got to figure out what I'm going to do with it. It's just kind of in there. Yeah. But I, I love old trunks like that. Like, like uh, that thing is not easy to carry around. Like now it's like, oh, I can just put my laptop in here and put it under the small space. And back then it's like, 
I need you to strap this to the side of the plane. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so huge. Um, but I wrote down, a suitcase is a good gift. The number of friends I've had who've registered for new luggage. And, like, I'm like, yeah. Especially if you do your research and you know that that's, like, the luggage mm-hmm. you want. It's like, yeah, that's a that's a good, that's a really good gift. <laughs> it is. That's really, I thought about that because I don't think we did. But I think we definitely went out and bought new luggage before to go on our honeymoon. And I never thought about like, hey, we could have made someone else pay for I this. am I'm really picky about luggage. So listeners, if y'all ever want me to post some luggage thoughts to the group, you know, you just you just let me know because I'm gonna sound super sarcastic and I promise you I'm not. I would love your luggage oh, thoughts. Yeah. Like you're like a person that I'm like I I would love luggage thoughts. Laurel's luggage Laurel's thoughts. Laurel's luggage Laurel's thoughts. Luggage <laughs> there's gotta be another L word. Laurel's luggage leanings. Like, Something like that. And I just do. And it's like Samsonite. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, I have. I, um, I have. And I'm not so much brand loyal with my luggage as I am feature like loyal. And I have. You know what? Yes. I've made mistakes. I've bought luggage and then been like, this was not. I should not have purchased this or this did not hold up like I wanted. Yeah. I just. Do you have any of that luggage that has like you charge it up and it's got. No. Like. Yeah. Because I feel like there was a big push for that last year on podcasts I listened to and then I never heard about it. Yeah. Again. It's called Away. At least Away Luggage is the first company that started it where they had like, yeah, you could charge it and you could charge your phone in it. But then airplanes and airlines started making you remove the battery from it because they were afraid that it was going to catch, oh, no yeah, catch fire in that you couldn't check an Away bag because they wouldn't let it go in the cargo hold unless you removed the battery pack from it. Um, wow i didn't know that yeah it's so away i think kind of pivoted away away from, from that type of luggage <laughs> but also no one's traveling right now so no one needs new right. luggage um absolutely but yeah um i know you had somewhere you needed to be and we're getting close to that time and i don't feel like we've talked about this episode a whole ton so is there anything you want to cover real quick before we well i mean i i have to go pick up my cheese around four so like <laughs> I, it's the most laurel <laughs> And I mean, pick up my cheese. It's three forty, so like you know, it's, okay. we're, it's like five minutes away from me. I I, okay, I just wrote down lots of things um, about this show. Let me just like skim through this. Um, I enjoyed that Captain Jonah's, where Daphne was originally looking at to have their reception, you had to walk through a whale's mouth to get inside. I um, I, I what did he say? It was so good. It's like I I, I did you think how you leave? Yes. <laughs> um, I, when Niles, when Fraser was kind of trying to you know get from Niles if he and Sabrina had slept together yet. And Niles was talking about, you know, that no, he was taking it slow. And like that in a few weeks, he was going to storm the citadel of her womanhood. I almost like threw up in my mouth. (laughs) I was like, that is like revolting. And that sounds like something an incel would say. Um, I enjoyed when Fraser had uh, all of the different vendors at his apartment for Daphne's wedding, including the mm-hmm. Dove Man. And he was like, but we'll need 14 because, you know, the power lines take out a few. <laughs> I just like love the thought of all these doves like flying off. and But also, if you see, wait, did you watch Shit's Creek? I now don't remember. So Tara watched it and like I didn't want to hold her back because I think I was work, you know, like trying to get a lot of work done at the mm-hmm. time. So I was like, you go ahead and watch it. And I, I like I know a lot of the stuff that happened. I think I saw the finale. Like I just kind of sat oh, in every once in a while. I have not seen the finale. It's... I mean, I'm just in season six. I just put oh. off season six for as long as I could. So I'm just not watching Um it. So I haven't watched the whole thing. I haven't watched it start to end, but I know enough about it. I need to watch it sometime. Well, I think, well there's Tara. a part where they have a movie premiere and the movie is about is a horror movie that Moira Oh, the crows. Yes, the crows. And they they have crows fly out and the crows just like start attacking people. And that is what I envision at Daphne's wedding. What um, was the name of that movie? Is it like the Crowanine or yes, something was, like um, that? It was like the, the, the cast cast of crows. Um, the, yeah, the Crowning or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also enjoy that Niles, uh, when Fraser's asking him like to point out that Sabrina is a prostitute, he's like, you know, does she laugh at all of your jokes? Does she find you fascinating? including your collections. And he was like, I may have shown her my rarely seen collection of 18th century Portuguese bud vases. I I loved when he just says, did she enjoy your collections? And like (laughs) everyone who's watched Frasier for seven seasons is like, oh, we know exactly, you know, you know, know it's not something skeevy. It's something like, yeah, or or like like, baseball cards. It's something so bizarre. Yes. Well, it's not like, you know, chains that were used in torture chambers or anything yeah it's yeah, like, yeah it's not i mean it's I, knew, not a, I knew it was gonna be like ancient gramophones or something what was what was the big like it was a meme for a while after 50 shades came out where it's like 
let me show you my room. And then like the, the, the meme was, she was like, he's like, I have certain tastes. And she's like, show me. And then he opened a door to his room. And then the last like picture should have been like his weird 50 shades of gray mm-hmm. stuff. But like, it became like, for me, it was like a picture of like a lot of video game things. And she's like, no. And like, right away, it's like whatever nerdy thing you were into was yes. the joke. That's what I felt like where it's like, I have very specific tastes and it's like, his are like, Pewter sets and yes. things like that. Well, I also just love this delivery of the line when David Hyde Pierce is like, she said she liked a man who liked porcelain. And, oh my God, I'm dating a whore. Yeah. <laughs> and and then how they get how they get her to leave. It's like, it's just like, I'm just loving getting to know your father. And it's like, did he tell you as a police officer? We should really be going. I, I did think they also handled sex workers very well in this. Like yeah. she was a very like, like I think calling her a whore maybe, but it was for a joke and it was just whatever. It wasn't super derogatory. Um, but it was also like she was handled, I think, very well. Yeah. It, it wasn't like the episode where Frazier accidentally picks up a prostitute and she turns out to be a <laughs> <That's> man. <right. laughs> um, yes. It wasn't like that. I also um, said that the end, I feel like, had a sweet moment with Martin until Martin, you know, shows that he doesn't know Sabrina was a prostitute. And he's yes. and just like, will I ever get married again? He's like, you know, like sitting here right now, like I would say like, yeah. And I, I like that vulnerability that Fraser showed where he's like, you know, I've had three terrible weddings and I like don't know if I'm ever going to get married again. I don't know if there's anybody out there for me. So I always forget Nanny. Nanny G. Like, yes. I'm always like, what's the third oh, one? Oh, I'm um, impressed you remembered her name. Because, like, I, you know. Well, because I always think Nanny McPhee, which was a another nanny thing with Emma Thompson, if I remember correctly. Was it yes. Kate Blanchett? Yes. You're right. She had that one weird tooth. It, it, it was Emma know. Thompson. Yes. She had, like, a snaggle tooth. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you got anything else you want to talk to talk about I don't this think one? so. No. Um, let's hear your rating. I'm going to give this eight suitcases with stickers. It's a lot of suitcases in this one. I have no idea what I'm going to give it. It's going to be the, the same thing where I'm going to give it a six, like you gave the last one a six. But uh, I'm going to say uh, just harp solos. Because I did like like um, all the crazy stuff that was happening near the end. And then when, when Daphne was yelling and then she threw the bouquet and Sabrina caught it. And the harpist started playing. And it's like, and, no, and, you're, and, read and, the room, lady. And the minister stood up, like kind of at attention to them. <laughs> and Niles so takes it and throws it on the ground. So yes, good. Yes, this is so good. Um, so if you guys like this one, I mean, tell us which one of these two you like better, yeah, which, like, which I mean, side this, you're this on. Is the time, where, well, I mean, you, you didn't disagree. You didn't dislike this one probably as much as I yeah, 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 like yeah. the first one, but interested as to whose team you're on with some of these episodes. So. <laughs> I mean, you could just tell us it was, it doesn't have to be a team thing, but I, because I wasn't like, I, like you said, neither of us hated the other one. So, but let us know what you thought. Um, there's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at Craniacs on Twitter, Craniacs of Fraser Podcast on Facebook, and we are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Podcasts, probably many more. Um, hey, let us know through one of those ways if you find us in some place we haven't mentioned. Yes. But if you do like us, give us a review, a five-star review, uh, the highest review possible. That really helps us out. Um, if you want to give us a four-star or lower review, Laurel may have a better use of your time. Okay, so I put a call out on my Instagram story last week. Two weeks ago, I I needed a new background show for when I'm working. I finished Brothers and Sisters, which is like five or six seasons long, um, 24 episodes a season. So like it was it was a long haul. I was like, I just need one of those good shows in the background while you're working where you can still follow the plot while not giving it your full attention. And I got a lot of good recommendations, which I will list in the chat or not in the chat. (laughs) I feel like I'm on a zoom, which I will list in our Facebook group. Um, and my, my criteria was really, I wanted it to be an hour long because I burned through the comedy so fast. I wanted it to be an hour long. I wanted it to be like entertaining, but not engrossing. So like, don't tell me the Americans. Hey, I've seen the Americans. It's fantastic. But like, that's something that requires kind of your full attention and everything. Um, I haven't found one yet, guys. I need help. So, uh, listeners, I would love to hear from you. Um, I did go through, um, recently two docu-series on Netflix though, that I would recommend. They're like six episodes each. The first one's about the Challenger explosion. This is like a, one of those mm. tragedies that I am like, not, not weirdly fascinated with, but I'm always interested to learn more about because like, it is such a failure of so many things. Um, you don't learn anything new in it, but it is, I, I don't know. I still found it interesting. And then I just finished another one called Lennox Hill, which is, I think, nine episodes, and it follows doctors at the Lenox Hill Hospital in New York. Um, 
and it follows them and I think I think it was filmed in 2018 or 2019 and then the last episode was just filmed this spring they go back and meet like hang out with those doctors again during the COVID pan, you know crisis in New York and everything so it's really interesting to see the doctors that you already know and how like the neurosurgeons are suddenly like having to call families whose whose, pa- whose family members are in the ICU um, because they're like, we're clearly not doing any brain surgery right now. So we're just going wherever yeah. we're needed. Um, and it's, you, you get to really know patients, you get to know the doctors and then it ends and you're like, great. Like that was like, that was what I needed. Um, mm. so anyway, I just highly recommend both of those, but also I need your Rex guys. <laughs> so I have a recommendation, but it's completely hearsay. It's only because this is on a discord server talk with my uh D group and they were talking about emily in paris emily in paris okay that is i've seen a few episodes it's about 30 minutes long though it doesn't fit the okay. criteria no, also no i just know they specifically said this was a background show so. yeah oh it is and it's i i, I can't get into it i tried I, I found emily to be very insufferable and annoying and i'm just like i go. can't i can't watch this so um so like listeners i i, I need i need your help so uh, I'll I'll list I'll list some of the recommendations in the group though that I got and um, also I'll I'll note which ones I've seen as well. So um, I, I, we got got a lot of mixed thoughts on Dawson's Creek though. Some people were like definitely rewatch Dawson's Creek and other people were like don't. <laughs> it's not nearly as good twenty years later. So well, guys, if you have a recommendation, you know how to get a hold of us. But uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.